You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast, where I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Philip. Today, we're starting a series where we're just going to revisit some principles from our Uncommon Pillars, of which we have six. Put you on the spot, Phil. Can you name them all? Yeah, all day long, baby. <laughs> Do you want me to give you the words before them, or you just want me to give you the names? Oh, yeah. Ones? I'm all about the all right. alliteration. All right. Radical mm-hmm. relationships. These aren't in no particular order. Yeah. Worthwhile work. Holistic health. Stellar stewardship, victorious vision, and fervent faith. Ooh, saved the best for last. Mm-hmm, we did. Awesome. Yeah, in our online, in our men's community, the fraternity, we just spent the last six months unpacking these pillars and learning skills and mindset to excel in each of these. And it's it's pretty wild to think that we, yeah, what started in November and just finished up this this last month. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot of skill set, a lot of personal growth that we were getting into. So on today's show, we really want to revisit, want to start revisiting some of these pillars and these principles with you listeners, and kind of share, give you an inside look at the things that we have been covering in in the fraternity. Um, so today we'll be looking at our victorious vision pillar, specifically looking at how we set and achieve identity-based goals through proven systems. A question for you, Phil. When most people set goals, what is the general question that you think they're trying to answer? <laughs> they're trying to answer? Yeah. Or what are they trying to solve? What are they trying to achieve? Yeah. Yeah, measurable result that yeah. they can like put a performance towards. Like, hey, this is what I'm... Like a goal. Yeah. Yeah, to- yeah I think the question I came up with is like, what do I want to achieve? How will I achieve it? So whether you're trying to get in better shape, get your finances in order, improve your relationships, like most people will focus on outcome-based goals. Mm -hmm. And while you certainly can have a level of success with this type of goal, people are often left with a feeling of of letdown after they've achieved their goal, kind of in or like a question of like, okay, now what? Uh, For example, when you think of health and fitness, like what's the first goal that comes to mind that most people have? Yeah, lose weight. Yeah, they just want to shed some LBs. Mm. And losing weight, that can be a good desire, but it's not necessarily a good goal. And why is that? You know, what do you think is most people's experience or struggle with weight loss? Like, what are what are some of the things people run into? Well, they just want to stuff their face with food or sugar. Or <laughs> they just want to continue to eat according to how they want to eat or whatever reason. There's always, like, excuses or this, that, and the other that get in the way, mm-hmm. which then deters them from the ultimate goal. I have a story for this. Oh, of course. Here we go. So I have we talked about my golfing experience? So I was doing an internship uh, after college, and uh, there was I was doing it at Dowling Catholic High School, and the principal there was Jim Doddle, Dr. Jim Doddle. Shout out. Great, great guy. Love the guy. Anyway, uh, 
my internship was about leadership and we had a pretty slow day and he came into my office and he's like, Hey, uh, have you ever golfed before? And I was like, no. Does Frisbee golf count? That I have done that, <laughs> but like small ball golf. I was like, no, but I can beat you. And he's like, bring it on. Whoa. And so Cocky. we went out, uh, and did a par three course and, uh, we had a blast. We both stunk, but it was really fun. And so, it was kind of those things of like, we had so much fun. Like we kind of were like, well, let's get better at this together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going out, because I think the normal thing that you would want to put yourself to and kind of a performance is what strokes, right? Yeah. I want to get the next round lower than my first round. And we did that for maybe one or two times. And then I realized like, this isn't working <laughs> because about hole three, I blow up. And again, this is par three. So this is like miniature golfing, except a little <laughs> bit longer, but hole three, I would blow up and I'd be so frustrated. I couldn't get back to, cause I'd be like, well, I, there goes my day. You know, yeah. like I'm going to get a worse score than I did yesterday. And you were doing like how many holes? Nine. Okay. It's only nine. Uh, and so I realized we had to change our trajectory. We had to change our goals. We had to change the things we were doing. And so every time we went to uh, play golf at this par three course, we would have a different objective. And the first one was like, let's get on the green in two. If you do, you get a little asterisk on your point or your hole. And then we try to count up how many asterisks we would get at the end of it. Okay. So, so it like, wasn't based on score. It wasn't really based on score. Now we did keep score, Okay. but what we really were trying to do is just get asterisks. Or like the next time we went, it was like, okay, two putt. If you two putted or less, one putt or two putted, you've got an asterisk. Uh, so like things like that. So, and guess what our ultimate score started doing? Dropping. Dropping. Because we had a different goal in mind that kept us engaged throughout the round that made it engaging and measurable and all this stuff, which ultimately affected our ultimate goal, which is get better. Mm. But it made it almost gamified the thing mm -hmm. for me, you know me, I love gamified the game of golf. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's too, a lot of people are starting to see weight loss can be like this too. Um, you know, like you see like all these apps, I have a hydro, they have these things and it has a leaderboard and then it's just kind of like a competition. Yeah. Like every time I get on, it's like, Oh, I'm going to do better. And, and it, it gamifies it. But for me, a lot of people do this with weight loss. I want to go lose weight. And what they probably should be doing is like, no, this week I want to focus on this, no sugar mm. <laughs> or exercise next week's exercise. So it changes things up, but at the end of it, it's, it's ultimately going what you want to do is mm -hmm. losing weight. So sorry for the long story, but no, yeah, it's, I think in like a good way, you're kind of distracting yourself from the outcome with these, with the system, which we'll kind of get into. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it made it maybe even a little bit more fun. Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. Every time we went, like we might, he might even beat me score wise, but I beat him in asterisk, yeah. you know, like, so it was like, we almost had two games going Yep. and we weren't really focused on the overall score, but man, we had a lot of fun. But over time you saw the effect of for sure improving. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So even staying with that weight loss example, like when people set that goal again, I've never done this myself or like dieted but anecdotally you hear that people either set way too audacious of a goal they're like i want to lose 50 pounds in like you know x amount of weeks and they don't have a system in place so they they fail and they feel mm -hmm. defeated or they do reach their weight loss goal but since all they had in their mind was that goal like what happens to most people when they hit their weight loss goal 
Well, they go back. They yo-yo. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yo-yo dieting. They fall back into unhealthy eating or they ease off their exercise regimen and they gain all the way back, if not more. So mm. as we're talking about Victoria's vision for our lives, goals are a big part of that. So we want to focus on, I would say, two key points. The first is setting identity, not outcome-based goals. So focus less on what do I want to achieve and more on who do I want to become. And full disclosure, this is not my own original idea. I'm borrowing most of this philosophy from James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits. I'd say that's like the Bible of effective goal setting. Yeah. Most of most of the people listening to this are probably familiar with that book. So setting identity-based goals, an example, instead of saying, I want to run a marathon, it's a good goal or a good desire, an identity-based goal would be, I want to become a runner. And part of that identity transformation is training and running a marathon, but the goal doesn't finish when you cross the finish line. If you're wanting to become a runner, you're going to be motivated to continue to run. Maybe it's not always marathons, but you know, you'll you'll be motivated to continue training even if you're not preparing for a big race because mm-hmm. you want to be a runner. So identity-based goals. The second point is focus on your system of success. Clear writes in his book, and I'd say this is like the one of the main principles from Atomic Habits. He says people do not rise to the levels of their goals, they fall to the levels of their systems. Meanings like when the going gets tough, and it will, people don't tend to rise to the occasion. That saying, if you're familiar. So if you're trying to lose 30 pounds, willpower is not going to be enough to persevere, especially when there's cake in the break room or it's cold outside. Going for a run sounds miserable. You've said like in regards to fasting, like when you fast, expect to see dessert everywhere. Oh, free food is just thrown at you. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Falling like manna from the sky. (laughs) So when those you know, inevitable obstacles arise, you're going to fall to the systems you put in place. So if part of that system is I'm going to run two miles every Tuesday at noon, then you're just going to do it because that's your system. You're not going to make excuses. So what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's really powerful and then have those systems in place early (laughs) instead of when you hit the wall, you don't feel like it. That's not ideal. Yeah, that's not ideal. So I, I think it's really powerful. Here's my question to you. Are setting goals always healthy? Oh, I think it depends what the goal is, what your motive is. I think you can get overly fixated on setting and achieving goals and then you just get maybe overly bogged down with yeah. living a disciplined, regimented life and right. you can't be as like adaptable. Right. Yeah, and then my next question is like, when does it become unhealthy? Like, <laughs> good yeah. questions, right? Yeah. Here's what I would say too. I, this is what I found. So my wife and I at one point were like super regimented on eating healthy. And what we found is like that's not really conducive for a Christian Christian's life. Yes and no, right? It's like when we were going to somebody's house, I never wanted to be the person who's like, well, I'm not eating that. You know, mm. like I'm going to bring my own food. And we saw that with a couple of our friends doing that. And it just didn't look right to us. Like it, it's maybe not the most like gracious. A, it's not the most gracious. Maybe there's a health reason why you're doing it. So I get it. Right. If you've but, got allergies or something yeah, like that. I get it. And maybe they were trying to help. But like this one situation, we were going to a picnic and everyone's like, I got the food and brought it. And this one woman brought her food and she was making it kind of very apparent that like, I'm not going to eat that because it's 
it's going to kill you all. You know, oh. and it was like, okay, yeah, get over there with your prideful arrogance. Yeah. And like, I'm going to just hammer this uh, walking talk, you know? <laughs> uh, so I think it's important to make sure that you're still being flexible with some of your goals. And when those goals start running people over or not running people over, they start affecting how people are looking at you. You really have to take a step back and just kind of process through those. Yeah. Why are you doing it? And then what is a gracious way you can continue those goals without negatively affecting? Yeah. It's kind Don't of rub your goals in other people's faces or, or try to hold them to right. the same standard that you are. If, if anything, like lead by example. And if they ask you about it or are curious, right. then right. you can kind of encourage right. them in that. Yeah. So it's easier, much easier to create identity-based goals when you know your core values. And we've talked about this a lot. Um, core values are the foundational to personal growth and leadership. You can hear people talk about stating their quote unquote why. And we would suggest that your core values are your why. They're your non-negotiable principles that will keep you grounded and motivated to move forward in your development, especially when you face challenges and setbacks. Here's an example. So like, let's say I don't, like I love just, my wife and I just love to eat food. Like that's just something that we like to do. And like, honestly, good food. Like we'll go out and date and have fun like and so for me to say like oh i'm not gonna i'm gonna lose weight (laughs) and not do that is kind of going against our core values right like i'm not gonna go out to eat i'm not gonna do that it's just different than what i think our core values are so is the core value what is it eating good food or i think eating good food or just like having conversations around breaking bread yeah that's so like it's a core more value. so like sounds like quality time quality time but food is kind of the uh avenue yeah and we also like to host people yeah and in that we always use, you know we usually eat fairly well and mm. my wife is an amazing cook and so that's one way we can do that so if you're thinking about goals think about what is your core value so like hey i want to i, I love to have fun too i love to have fun i love to compete with people and so if your core values don't line up with your or I'm sorry, if your goals don't line up with your core values, you inherently have, it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So that that's, I guess, my point. So how do you do that? Yeah. Hey, Ryan here, taking a quick break from the episode to share an exciting announcement. Early bird registration for The Fraternity is now open till May 31st. If you would like to learn more and apply, visit theuncommon.com slash membership. Once you pay, you'll fill out a brief survey and schedule an onboarding call with yours truly. After your onboarding call, you're in. So you'll start your success path that will grant you access to our exclusive online community, including our weekly calls, a library of uncommon resources, our flagship course, as well as an invitation to attend our monthly in-person get-togethers if you live in the greater Des Moines area. Think about it. For less than a dollar a day, you can invest in yourself and start designing your compelling future. Again, this early bird offer only lasts till May 31st. So apply today and take that next step on your uncommon journey. Yeah, like an example, like if, if one of your core values is devotion, it's like in your faith, family, marriage, from that core value, we've talked about affirmations and visualizations. So moving from knowing who you are, then you can reinforce your values and identity through affirmations. So an example, if the core value is devotion, you could say, like, I am a present father who actively seeks to foster deep and intentional connection with my kids. Mm. And then you, so that's your affirmation, the I am statement. And then you move from that, you see your desired outcome and compelling future through visualization. So I see myself creating deep connections with my kids by prioritizing weekly one-on-one time with them in which we explore 
one of their personal interests and hobbies and we have intentional conversation. Mm -hmm. Then we can transition to goal setting by creating goals that align with our core values and achieving them through our effective systems. Affirmations and visualizations can be a part of our system. We'll get more to that system and aspects later on. You can think of it like this. So core values are why or the filter through in which we run all of our decisions. If something doesn't go through that, then we might might not want to head that direction. Sure. Uh, affirmations of who or the I am statements. Visualizations are what. What does your desired outcome or goal look like? And then our system is how and work backwards from the desired outcome goal to determine what habits or actions you'll get to get you there. I also think of in business, we always like to, or we don't always, but a lot of times we use the book traction. Hmm. Um, Will Wickham, I think his name is. Um, but anyway, it's an EOS or op, entrepreneurial operating system. And in it, you have to start with like your 10 year goal. And then you go down to like the three year goal. And that seems daunting. Oh yeah. Like, and, and he even says like, Hey, just do this to kind of give you like a true North. And it's kind of like going through this core values a little bit of like, well, if you didn't, if, you, if that doesn't get you excited, then what are we doing? Like, yeah, you want to spend 10 years working towards it? <laughs> yeah. And then it's supposed to kind of align you, but then you work backwards and then it ends up going to like a, obviously three-year goal and then one-year goal and then quarterly. What What is it that you need to do quarterly yep. to get done with your annual goal? And then you can break it down to like, okay, this week I need to do that. Yep. So breaking it down, I think it's really good. Okay, can you think of a time where you work towards a goal that you didn't achieve and then any reflections you might have on why you didn't achieve that goal? Never. I'm batting a 1,000 up to this point yes. in my life. <laughs> no, one that I've, I've shared before is uh, if you're familiar with 75 hard, it's like 75 days of pretty rigorous personal development. There's uh, you know two workouts a day. One has to be outside. There's usually uh, a dieting of some sort. You kind of get to choose. Read 10 pages. Take a cold shower. There's some other things. Uh, like the one that I did, there was no drinking. So it's obviously a big decision. And I did make an attempt at it a year or so ago with a, another friend. And you're supposed to also send like a daily picture because you should be seeing like physical transformation over that time if you're working out and eating well. Mm-hmm. And I think we got maybe 30 days in and then we just kind of tapered off for whatever reason. I, it's just, it's not an easy thing to do. And I would say no. the reason I didn't stick with it is I didn't really give much thought before starting of like, why do I want to do this? This is more so like I've heard of people doing mm. it. It sounds kind of cool. I like the idea of doing hard things and challenging myself, but when it just, I mean, it can wear you down and, you get halfway into it and you're like, well, this, I've done pretty good. Like I can, I can kind of call it. And so I think for me, I'm just getting to a point where I don't want to start something unless I'm really, I mean, to go even the biblical route of just like counting the cost ahead of time. And like no one, no one starts to build something unless they first laid the foundation. So I think foundationally and setting and achieving goals is like, you should know like why this is important. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, I thought you said this at the beginning of the show, and I think it's important to say, like, if you don't do a good job of talking through why you want to do your goals or your core values, this, that, and the other, one, I think it's going to be, you're building that on a sandy <laughs> base, yep. a rocky start, not a firm foundation. But then also, too, if you do achieve it, there is this sense of like, 
huh. <laughs> kind yeah. of like a letdown. Yep. Um, I had that with my rowing one million meters last year. I got done with it and I was like, okay, like now what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting. Goals. Yeah. I recently saw Jim promoting their own kind of version of 75 hard called sustainable 60. Mm. So it was less rigorous. Obviously it's shorter by 15 days and they kind of just had a little blurb where like, they explained like, Hey, you've probably heard of 75 hard. Great thing to do if you want to, but a lot of people either can't finish or they do finish and then they just want nothing to do with that type of stuff because they're burnt out. So here's a more sustainable thing that I think science shows like you can build a new habit in like 60 days of repetition. Mm. So just kind of having that more long-term perspective, I think is helpful. Yeah. I, I think it's important. Like I've thought about, like I've been, I have a goal to fast 48 hours every month for the month of, or for the year of 2023. I'm doing this with a friend last month, huge fail, huge fail. (laughs) Anyway, I was like reflecting on what happened because every other month before that I've been dialed in Mm -hmm. and it was like, it was super last minute. I was like, okay, what are we going to do? What am I going to fast for this, this time? And it just wasn't really thought through this month. We're doing it earlier in the year of the month and we're fasting for a friend, a friend that just started her own business. She lost her job and she's starting her own business. And so one, she's an amazing person. And two, uh, that's what we're fasting for. So like, it'll be a reason. And there's no way I know for a fact, mm-hmm. like they're in, I'm not putting a thing of food in my mouth because of it's going to be for somebody else. Right. It's bigger than, it's bigger than you. me. And I do feel like there's times in my life where if the goal is strong enough and it seems like it's not for myself, it makes it easier for me to do mm-hmm. even when it's not eating food. <laughs> yeah. So does she know you guys are fasting for her? No, I don't know if we're going to tell her or not. I don't know. Yeah. You can just ask her after the fact, like, hey, did anything cool happen? Yeah, this? for sure we're going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, we might take out to lunch. What but. would you say is, like, if that is an identity-based goal, like, how would you frame it as such? Like, I'm fasting for this time because I want to be... Yeah, I want to be intentional and I want to be sacrificing for my friends. And I want to be, uh, what's that word? Intermediate? Or, uh, immediate? Oh, a uh, interceder. Yeah, th- thank you. Interceder of... Is that what it is? Yeah. Of you're interceding. Yeah. Interceding for my friends. Yeah. And, and I want that too. And I know there's a lot of people that do that for me. And so to be able to reciprocate that, it's just, it's what an honor, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I really want to be sacrificial for my friends and the people around me, even, you know, even no matter what. And so maybe it's not like, yeah, we're going to come help you do this. It's no, we're going to intercede for you in that. And yeah. so, that's one of my core values. Yeah, like don't, obviously faith. Don't overlook the power of fasting and prayer and what God can do that far surpasses our own efforts. Right? Yes. Right. And we did a whole episode on, on fasting. You can check it out. Yeah. So focusing on systems and not goals, I'd say up front, like Phil and I don't have this hundred percent figured out. We don't have the magic solution to make goal setting hundred percent easy or successful, but I think we can offer helpful strategies to help you identify worthwhile goals and just maintain the the thought that the real power lies in your system. So when setting goals, we want to create a system that will identify the main priorities and the action steps for each day, each week, you know, that compounds for growth over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And why why is that important? If you if you think back to a time where you did achieve a major goal, we've already kind of touched on this, like what what feelings or thoughts might you have experienced after achieving that big goal, whether it was to run a marathon or 
start a business or or even something smaller than that, you might have felt some satisfaction, some joy, maybe some relief that it was over. Um, we kind of alluded to that now what question. So either you, you're kind of done right there or now you're like, oh, do I have to like set another big goal <laughs> that's even bigger than this? Mm-hmm. So I think focusing on systems over outcomes necessarily guards against that letdown. And then systems, not goals, are going to produce long-term growth over time. So to give you a quick example, and this is from uh, Atomic Habits, but he gives the example of a person who wants to run a marathon. And you run the marathon, and you're left feeling maybe some sat- with some satisfaction, but also like, now what? Like mm-hmm. you'll, what, what will you do after you finish? Most people will probably take a week off of running to let their body kind of heal um, that might, that week might turn into a month and then months. And then before you know it, you realize, man, I haven't ran in like months or like a year. Yeah. And the big reason is that you were so focused on the goal of finishing the marathon instead of a system of identity based habits that align with your core values. So reframing that goal from like the outcome you want to achieve, like I want to run a marathon to the person you want to become. I want to be a runner. And then you can just continue to run because you love it. You enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give an, a quick example from my own life. I used to have a goal to take my wife out on at least one date a month, which <laughs> is not that often. Maybe you're like, man, Ryan, you're slacking. <laughs> but by not going on as many frequent dates, my intention was to kind of have us do some uncommon dates. So not not just go to dinner and a movie. Like we wanted to go dancing or go someplace we'd never been, do an activity that we'd never done, just something memorable. But what do you think might have been the hang-up that I ran to with this goal of, like, one date a month? Anything Like a legalistic kind of like, hey, we got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. The Kind of the pressure of, like, yep. we have to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And then in addition to that, I would say just because I built up the date so much, I really wasn't that intentional, like, throughout the rest of the month oh, to okay. really, like, pursue her or have, like, quality time. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like we've got this date coming up or we just had this date. Like I'm good. We're to, good for a while. <laughs> right. Coasting. Which is a terrible mindset yeah. to have. And I mean, <laughs> you can imagine my wife was not too appreciative of that. <laughs> so yeah, our, our conversations were just kind of bland and surfacey is like not asking good questions. And I'd be like, well, I'll have these like generative questions that I'll ask at this date. But how often was I doing that on a day-to-day basis? Hardly at all. So through some coaching that I had, I've just learned the importance and skill of of daily connecting with my wife and like simple yet intentional conversations, good questions. Yeah. All skills that we've talked about in our community when we did our radical relationships month. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of shifting from the goal of, I want to take my wife out on, on a monthly date to an identity based goal is like, I want to be a husband who daily connects with my wife Mm -hmm. on a deep emotional level through intentional conversation, quality time and acts of service. And so then the goal of, of the date, just became part of the system instead of like the thing. If that yeah, makes no, that's sense. good. Yeah. And what we're not saying is like, don't make goals rather create goals, but focus your time and energy on daily systems and transformation, because those things over time are going to get you a lot further than going after one thing. And I think they're going to be a lot more fulfilled when they're actually look back and see like, Oh wow, we've really made progress. I would say back to the story of golf. It was really cool to see our scores go down 
uh, but we weren't really focusing on the scores. Hmm. So that was really neat. It was a nice byproduct. It sure was. Yeah. That's right. Goals are, are great for setting direction and motivation. Think back to your visual, visualizations. Goals can create change for a time. Systems are great for creating consistent progress. Combine the two and you have a powerful tool in your hands. So yeah, so some aspects of your system can include creating an action plan. This could be a planner, an app that tracks the progress, or old-fashioned writing it down your rocks. I also think accountability is huge, sharing your goals with another person that regularly provides progress reports or they ask you about those. Mm-hmm. Accountability is a major benefit of this community that we're, we're creating here. And guys, are, I think, are getting that. And I think of Orion, who kind of just mm-hmm. out of nowhere said, hey, I, I want to reach out to my dad I haven't talked to for a while. Will you hold me accountable to that? And he would say the reason why he did that, because he was dragging his feet, uh, was because we kind of kept at, Ryan, you did a great job of just kind of asking, how is that? What's going on? And so, uh, and now he's super grateful he's done that. And mm-hmm. he's also created a system of, Hey, every Wednesday we're going to talk. Yeah. And so that's really cool just to see that. That's just one of those things that have complimented something that he wanted to do. I don't think he's like made it a goal of like every week I'm talking to my dad. No, it's just Wednesday, yeah. you know, evening. We're going to just take five, 10 minutes, maybe just kind of connect and see where that takes us. Yeah. So. Yeah, he hasn't articulated it to us, but I would imagine if he kind of reframed that or framed it as an identity-based goal, it'd have something to do with the type of son he wants to be, the type of dad he wants to be to his his girls, but how his relationship with his dad plays a huge role in that, mm-hmm. and those calls are just part of that system, right. which is super cool. Right, that's cool. Okay, so I think that's – let's wrap this up now, and then I think next episode let's talk about maybe a system that can kind of go through that on a tool that sounds good. Yeah. We'll have some, we'll have some tools for you guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the uncommon. I've been your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in till next time. Go be uncommon. Thank you for listening to the uncommon podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow rate and review and share our show and be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.